In the grand scheme of the world, it doesn't seem like it was too long ago. But for my memory, it seems like it was ages past. When I had graduated college after years in the military and further distinguishing events, and I had gone to school and graduated in what you would call the top of your class. But it was that time after graduation when I hit what many veterans call the post-military slump, that kind of period of depression where aimlessness and a a sense of misdirection or, or a lack of direction takes hold of your mind and your heart and you start wandering through the world trying to figure out who you are in this brave new world. And I had been working for a company that was not not going to be a long-term career. And I knew it, and the, the employer knew it, and my wife knew it. We all knew that it was something to fix a temporary situation, but it w- didn't mean that we didn't put our all and our effort into doing the right thing as best as possible at each corner, at each opportunity. And while the experience there wasn't exactly a pleasant one, there was certainly issues with... Uh, leadership or whatever you want to argue about or condemn or blame is the problem, but that leadership issue taught me a lesson. And that lesson can be paired with a truth, a tautology that exists within philosophy, particularly within logic, which is that A, that uh, is the law of the excluded middle. And the lesson of today and and the subject that I wanted to talk about is about choice and how Studying philosophy can lead to understanding real-world scenarios in a better way. In other words, if we were to simply abstract philosophy into some study of big words and weird concepts that have no, no relation to our lives, then perhaps that is what people call navel-gazing and will go nowhere. At the same time, if we were ne- neglect completely what we think about, then we will find ourselves trapped quickly by fools and liars and those seeking to manipulate us to their will. And while the West also places a lot of emphasis on intelligence and logic and reason, it also ha- comes to find out from time to time that those are not the only forces that guide a person's decisions. So I'll continue on with the story. I was working for this company, and the, the owner of the company was not really a part of it. He was an inheritor, and he had left the management of the company to a series of individuals who were in mixed levels of maybe post-midlife crisis, or midlife crisis, if you wanted to call it that. But it taught me a valuable lesson, and that is of choice. Now, one of the people who I had worked under at that job had made the easy choice his entire life. He continued in a job that was safe. He never strayed out of his comfort zone. If there was ever a decision to be made, the safest answer was always the one chosen. And in fact, instead of it being chosen, he always abdicated it to somebody else. And I quickly came to understand that even though I was the new guy on the team, it was up to me to make decisions when it came to the operations of that department. And so as I stepped up to a leadership position without the recognition, I started trying to find ways to improve the operation of that field. And it included various forms of organization and management, as well as small improvements like how and when do we clean up the shop and so forth. 
But as time would go on, that, that relationship would turn into resentment. And while I oftentimes tell stories about how I've learned something from a scenario about my own behavior and ways to correct it for myself, this one had to come from the outside. And it, and it, comes, it came across as I was preparing to leave the company. I got to witness something that I don't think anyone... Um, I got to witness something that no one wants to go through, and that is coming to realize that one has chosen the mediocre path of abdicating choice. And what it looks like, and what it looks like in a argument of logic, is a thing is either true or it is not true. There is no excluded middle. You either have A or not A. There is no third option, for if you can find a third option within your framework, then what you've produced is an insufficiently specific premise in which you are evaluating or dealing with. But for this man who was working at this position of employment, and working might be a stretch if you know the history, uh, he had chosen a safe route, and he had always sort of followed, it's not even just followed the rules, but... Anytime there was a, an opportunity where he had to make a choice, he abdicated that choice to somebody else. Sometimes it was his employees, sometimes it was his employer, sometimes it was whatever the easiest answer was. And what he had come to realize at this time was that he had always made that, he had always abdicated that choice thinking sometimes, even saying things like, well, I don't have a choice in the matter. It's just what you're supposed to do. It is what it is. That's the way of it. And I found myself saying these, own, these phrases myself, trying to wonder where they come from. And this story is personal to me because I got to witness a man dying now, his life would continue on for years, and I've long lost contact with him, but it was such that you could feel pity for him in a sense, but only pity, not really the same amount of compassion. Because he, had, he would always abdicate his responsibility. He was a manager, after all. His job was to run the floor. He had, he had responsibilities and duties, but he left those responsibilities and duties up to the people who he, who he was supposed to manage, and by their own goodwill and continued hard work, they carried on with or without his guidance which from a management position would make a lot of would would be almost a dream come true you're paid to manage people who manage themselves and you don't need to do anything about it but that same mentality had begun to apply or had long been applied to the remainder of his life so far as we understood and it became and it all came crashing down on one sad day when he came to realize that he never made choices or he had made choices, in fact, and that choice was to make no choice. And that is what the law of excluded middle will teach us about how we live in this world, although it seems like a bit of a stretch, and those who are embroiled in classic philosophy may find it a little bit off-putting that I would take such a fundamental concept and apply it in story form to somebody's option. What we had recognized was that this man was faced with choices his entire life, and while he oftentimes abdicated those choices, thinking that he didn't have to make him, in doing so, at each avenue, at each fork in the road, he still made a choice. 
The choice of abdication is itself a choice to choose not to participate or to avoid one's responsibility, to turn away from the bright light of the end of the tunnel before you and hope that somebody leads you out. And you might find this in conflict with ideas of religious servitude or dedication to a god or focus on some sort of higher value, but that in itself is the point. There is no such thing as having no choice. Choosing to believe or choosing not to believe is itself part of the bargain. There is no excluded middle. You cannot choose such that you'd serve nothing because you will end up serving something. And when you choose to serve nothing, you end up serving a shadow of yourself. And so in those who are in su- for those who are in search of a higher power, or a higher purpose, something to pursue or something to follow, this is your calling. You are on the right path to pursue it. Now pursue that which is right. And it's an interesting point to find ourselves in in this world where we are going to be faced with difficult options. We may find ourselves as, as soldiers or as police officers facing an unethical battle, or we may find ourselves as citizens and civilians dealing with not only ethics questions, but how do we keep our job, or where do we stand in the world, and how do we make our positions more secure But what we cannot do and what we must refuse at all opportunity is the illusion that we have no choice. Now, this is a slightly different argument than what you might see in determinism, but this is a similar concept. Uh, Determinism, when applied too far, restricts man's or reduces man to something that cannot make choice at all. And that is a interesting place to live because you run into a problem in philosophy, which is that between determinism and libertarian free will, but we will have to get into that at another time. What I am trying to get to here and what I am saying is that when we live in a world that we do, we must make choices. And even if we, if we tell ourselves that we are choosing to opt out of the option, we have that word buried in the context. Choice is a tricky thing because it involves responsibility. It has consequences, but then when we understand that refusing to make a choice itself has consequences, we recognize that there is no place to escape. We are adults. (laughs) We are adults. We are men. This poor cat can't sit on a lap and it doesn't know what it wants to do. Um, Uh, Sorry for the distraction. I have to include that. It's just worth it. But as men, we make decisions and we make, we have choices. And if we choose, if we abdicate that responsibility, we are only hiding from ourselves that we are making a choice. If we ourselves do that, if we tell ourselves, I have no choice, what we are doing is we are undermining our own ability to think and engage in the world. So it might take something more than knowledge. It might require something like courage to go forward into the world. And maybe that choice is to work a position that is less than fulfilling at the time, but you you fix that not by raging against the machine in this category, but by figuring out how to wield that position you're in towards the goals that you have set before you. Don't allow a bad 
method of employment to interrupt you from setting goals for your life. Do not say to yourselves, do not give in to despair and say, I could do nothing better, I am just stuck here. It doesn't mean that tomorrow or overnight the world is going to change, but what we do know and what, we ha- what I am concluding from this argument, from this, from this short maybe exhortation again, um, let's go kitty, the, from <laughs> this exhortation is that every time in my life, and I believe and I can see this in others too, where I have abdicated my choice, if I, where I have, I have tried to blind myself from the fact that I have choices, every time it has left me worse off and in a position of despair. And if you find yourself there, start making small choices. One example that has been relevant in, in my life lately is the choice to set a better routine for myself. I've allowed it to fall apart, kind of get a little chaotic. And while that may sound like the, what do you call it, the frantic artist or the rogue philosopher or whatever sort of poetry you want to fit into the term, it has left me in a position where I have to now repair the damage left from decay. And so that is where we are at. And the law of excluded middle within logic is a law which claims that something is either true or not true. And if you are finding a way out, a third option, then what you're claiming to be true or not true or whatever is being engaged is not quite clear enough or you're not engaging with it honestly. And so that is where I must leave you. If you want to understand the foundations of logic, there are three that we begin with. One is the law of identity. A is A. A statement is itself and nothing else. The second one is the law of excluded middle. There, it, it, a, a, sta- it, a premise is either true or not true. There is no third option. And then the third law is the law of non-contradiction. A thing cannot be true and not true at the same time. If we begin from these three maxims or axioms, then we will be able to engage in formal logic. But if you find contradictions in the way that you think, then you have identified something that needs be remedied. And if a contradiction in our lives is when we live one way and say another. So with that being said, this is the Redacted Culture Cast, and we have addressed the idea of the law of excluded middle through a story about people who have chosen to abdicate their choice, thinking that they're making a third way out of their predicament, but instead abdicating that, choosing to choosing one of the binaries. You can make a choice or you can make no choice, but both of them in the end are a choice. If that has left you well today, is that if that has given you something to think about, a way of making our lives better, I appreciate the time that you've spent with us. You can head over to redactedllc.com. We don't have any merch up at the time of this writing or speaking, or you can head over to redactedculture.locals.com and join in the conversation. Uh, that's where we're going to keep some of the spice. So, if that's what you want, it, if that's what you're looking for, if you want to support the efforts as we make not only gun culture but Americana a more intellectual and and available space, that sounds so woke. Let's get over that one. If you if you want to be a part of this movement within gun culture, which seeks to add one more intellectual tool to our equipment, then you can support us at redactedculture.locals.com. With that being the case, we're going to close out. Go forth and conquer.